Good morning, Colorado. Here we go. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We are injury attorneys. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. This is our legal show on injury subjects, our Legal Injury Hub podcast. We cover a different injury subject each week. We're glad to do it. We give you the information that you need to fight and win the war on your injury claim. We've been doing it for years. You know, we have a variety of radio shows that we do in Colorado to give you information. Uh, We have a variety of platforms and radio stations on which we air to give you information. If you have information, you're educated. If you're educated, you got a powerful position. Because the insurance companies that try to fight and beat your injury claim, they are educated, they are trained, they have their own legal game plan. And now with Bell and Pollock, so do you. Today we're talking about injuries to children. It's a special subject. I mean, we have general injury laws that Brad and I are going to talk about today, but injuries to children are handled in a certain way. So let's break it down to its components, Brad. Let's talk about the fact that we've got, you know, basically, uh, with a lot of nuances, we got motor vehicle crashes, collisions. Uh, we don't wish this on anybody, but sometimes children and adults, and we do those cases as well, but sometimes children are hurt. Children are hurt in a car crash. So we're going to break that down for you today. But our emphasis today is pretty much going to be on the premises liability side of it. So on one side, the left hand, you have car crashes, injuries. And on the right hand side today, we're talking about uh, premises liability, land landowners liability, children being injured on land. What does that mean? What are the rights? Uh, can you do something about it? You sure can. Uh, so Brad, let's, let's talk about the fact that children being injured um, on land, I mean, we have our basic tort laws, but we've got the premises liability statute in Colorado, and that changes the nature and flavor of liability, and it overruled the old case of Mile High versus Radovich, and so what do we got? Well, you, you, you have a double standard here going because you have the injury to children, and you have the premises liability law. Well, the premises liability law and the injuries to children talks about uh, two different things in a lot of ways if you're dealing with what's known as an attractive nuisance. The attractive nuisance is the issue you have to address uh, quite often with children when they're not with their parents, when they're not with an adult. Uh, the premises liability law was changed and, and has stated now we classify people according to what status they have when they're on the property. Are they an invitee? Are they a guest? Are they a trespasser? And when we put them in as invitees, that's somebody that's come onto the property for the purpose of, of really doing business um, and that you've invited onto the property. So every store out there is, in essence, uh, making every child that comes into their store a an invitee if that child is coming in under the proper circumstances that the store allows them to come in. And, and I say that because you start getting a bunch of uh, teenagers running the mall, deciding they're just going to go in and out of stores, that may or may not make them invitees. And what kind of rights do they have? Uh, then we start talking about attractive nuisance, which is a different story. And that's whether or not you have something on your land which will attract a child who is not of proper age or ability to understand the danger, to fully comprehend the danger that attracts them onto the property. And that's when we start talking usually at the age of 14 and under, when the child is uh, 14 and under and the child goes on onto some land where uh, you know, maybe, maybe they've got a swimming pool. Maybe they've got uh, enough lights that it can be dangerous. Maybe they've got enough uh, things built on the property that can make it dangerous as far as them going onto the property and using the property. So when you start talking about injuries to children, now, Gary, there is one important 
change that's been made to our laws as far as injury to children, and that's the right to recovery. Because at one time, it used to be that um, it, the children didn't recover for the expenses that the parents had for the medical expenses. It was, um, it was considered the parents who recovered that. And therefore, they would be p- faced with a statute of limitations, which was different from the child's injuries. That has now changed. And that statute of limitations, in essence, has been now applied to the same rule that the injury itself is to the child, thus allowing the child, years after the injury has occurred, to collect still those medical expenses or allowing the third party who has a right of subrogation to accept to collect those. It's kind of complicated. Uh, I encourage anybody who's been evidenced or been involved in an injury to a child that they get a hold of an attorney and talk to them about this change. And if they don't know what it is, go to another attorney so you find an attorney who can tell you what it means. You can contact Bell and Pollock anytime. I'm Gary Bell along with Brad Pollock. Our telephone number is 303 303- Seven nine five five nine zero zero. That's three zero three seven nine five fifty nine hundred. And up in the mountains, you can contact us at nine seven zero eight seven zero eight nine eight nine or anytime, anywhere, from the comfort of your computer, iPad, phone. Championsofthepeople.com. Our website is championsofthepeople.com. We'll be glad to help you or answer your questions at any time. So let's look at this issue of injuries to children from a little bit different perspective. Brad just told you, if you're an adult, you go into a store, let's say you go into a big box store, you're invited there to do business. Since you're invited, you're an invitee and they owe you the highest duty of care. The next level of care is called a licensee. You go to a Bronco game, you go to a Rockies game, I guarantee you they'll classify you as a licensee because they don't want to give you the highest duty of care by law. Then the last element of a category of care is a trespasser. Trespassers under Colorado law have almost no rights to recover if you're injured on somebody's land because you are trespassing. But, Brad, when you talk about children, and many of them trespass, so that's what the attractive nuisance doctrine is about. They can recover even if they're trespassing. And let's read what one of the distinguished law professors, William Prosser, that you study in law courts, says all the time about children. We, don't, we rarely read quotes on this show, but here's going to be a quote for you. Children are by nature unreliable and irresponsible people who are quite likely to do almost anything. In particular, they have a deplorable tendency to stray upon land which does not belong to them and to meddle with what they find there in the process they not infrequently get hurt. So children can recover under the attractive nuisance doctrine. Let's talk about that. Well, what it does is it changes a child, an attract, uh, a child from being a trespasser to being an invitee maybe even a higher standard for an invitee, maybe in in an even better position because it's the um, landowner's job to make sure that they recognize that they have an attractive nuisance, they have something that would bring the child onto the property, and they also then have to recognize, can the child get hurt from the activity that's on the property regardless of whether the child meant to be involved in it, regardless whether the child thought it out, regardless whether the child was invited, what the child was all about, because as Prosser says, they don't think. So they're just there and they get hurt. And so it's, it's the, the landowner's duty or responsibility to protect against that. And so sometimes whatever it is that is going on by the landowner within the property, not something trying to get people to come in, just whatever the landowner's doing on the property, they can be putting themselves in a situation 
where they have created an attractive nuisance, something that's going to invite the child onto the property or, or cause a child to come onto the property and get involved with the item. Not necessarily use it, but get involved with it and somehow get hurt. We've had uh, cases where children have gone to construction sites. I mean, sometimes I wonder where their parents are, but, but they're there by themselves. They're on a construction site. We had one case, uh, a child playing with a pipe. Pipe fell on the child. Uh, what are, you know, and so in our book, if you go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, we have a free book you can get. You can download an e-copy free anytime. It's called Premises Liability, and it gives you the history, and it brings you up to date on all the law in Colorado on premises liability, which is what we're talking about right now. But, but specifically, we're talking about children being trespassers on property. They get attracted. I mean, think of, let's give some examples, Brad. Kids out in the country, they get attracted. There's an old refrigerator. Right. Somebody's land. Well, I'm going to play with that refrigerator. Next thing you know, they're stuck in the refrigerator. And, they don't and come so out. something horrible and happens. Death occurs. Well, let's take your construction site. Um, you know, building a home. A, a, a contractor goes out or people that own the property go out and they build a home in a neighborhood. Uh, and why they're building the home, children are attracted to those. I don't care what happens. They're attracted to those, especially once the walls go up and they decide they're going to go inside the property. And they go inside the property, and you got an open well going down to the basement. Oh, there's a well. That sounds pretty good. Let's look at that. Right. Or they, you got this open space going down to the basement where the stairways haven't been put in yet. you got the floors, but you don't have the stairway. And the child falls through and, and injures themselves as they fall down a flight or two flights worth of, worth of, uh, worth of living space, and they, and they get hurt. Uh, these are children. They've trespassed onto the property. Guess what? There's a responsibility for the person doing the contracting that owns the home to make sure that house is locked up good and tight. Well, there's a fence around the construction site, as we, as we see a lot of times, right? That's exactly right. Uh, uh, how about the one that we, we see quite often where uh, they put window wells and they put these covers over the window wells, but they're not attached right, they're not proper, and you get children who are going to go stand on those window wells to look inside the house or to or to, to, to even stand on it for who knows why, and the, if falls through and the child goes crashing down into the basement of the window well. Once again, you, if you've got an attractive nuisance there, something that's going to cause the child to head onto that property and head onto that space, you've got yourself an attractive nuisance that you have to address. Well, a, a couple more examples that everybody's going to readily identify with are trampolines. Oh, yes. I mean, they're going to jump the fence. They're going to go to work on the trampoline. They're trespassing on your property. And so the argument is, well, they're trespassers. They have no rights. But under the attractive nuisance document, doctrine, they do have rights. And you can recover for them, Right. You can call Bell and Pollock, Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We will help you with the case, 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. Or go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Another one, Brad, are tree houses. You build a tree house on your property, and guess what? That looks pretty inviting, right? Whole think I'm going to get on that tree house. whole neighborhood's going to use it. That's yeah. one thing. The whole neighborhood is going to use it. And if they can, they're going to take their cell phone up there. Oh, of course, they're going to take their cell phone up. There. Right, so in the treehouse, something happens in the treehouse. These these attract children. And what would you just read from that quote from that famous law professor? They're likely to do anything on anybody's property, and therefore the law recognizes that, gives them a special way to recover. What about another one, Brad? What about dangerous animals? You know, this this looks pretty cool. This dog looks pretty cool, or this animal. I don't know what this animal is, this kid's thinking, but I'm, wow. Yeah, and putting up a sign saying, beware of dogs, not going to do it. No. That's not going to save you. 
You, you've got to make yourself in a situation and put together a situation where you understand that children will ignore those type of things. That's like saying, don't jump on trampoline could be dangerous or, or don't, don't walk on pool cover could be dangerous. Yeah, let me tell you something. Those aren't going to do it. Uh, you've got to have better protections for the, for the attractive nuisance that you put together that, the child, that a child can walk on. Right. All right, you're listening to the Bell & Pollock Podcast. We're here for you. We are injury attorneys. We do this podcast every week to give you injury information to help you fight the insurance company on your injury claim. Today, we're talking about injuries to children, right? You can call us anytime at 303 795 5900, that's 795 5900. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell and Pollock. Our website is championsofthepeople.com for a reason. Championsofthepeople.com. We will champion your injury claim, your child's injury claim anytime. Just give us a call or contact us. We call it championsofthepeople.com because we are your champions of the people. See you next week.